Welcome to the Magic Possibilities Podcast. Embark on a transformative journey with me, your host, Teresa Rodden, as we explore the extraordinary stories of individuals who have harnessed the magic within to shape their destinies. Today, we're thrilled to present a captivating episode delving into the power of self-talk with the phenomenal Amy Light Bias. Just a few of our episode highlights. We will uncover the mysterious influence of self-talk on our beliefs, decisions, and emotions. Explore real life stories of personal and professional growth through the lens of self-talk. Dive deep into the wisdom and insights shared by Amy Light Baez, a self-talk trainer, life coach, and advocate for positive transformation. Join us as we unravel the secrets behind building confidence, achieving goals, and fostering meaningful relationships by mastering the art of self-talk. Ready to tap into the magic that resides within you? Subscribe, share, and let the enchantment begin. what it's so appropriate that we're talking about self-talk because i am having a day that is full of unexpected potential okay i want you to say right now something good is going to be happening to me today something Something good is going to be happening to me today yeah you're going to have a joyful expectation of good yes something good is going to happen to you today so by that outlook and just having that self-talk something good is going to happen today Something good is going to happen today. Something good is happening today. I am happening right now. And yeah, it's, that's right. it's an amazing conversation with you. And right before we got on the phone, right before this whole thing started and, and I, my internet was shorting out and Amy couldn't get the Chrome to work to get connected. And so it's it's been quite a mess. I did a really short video. I haven't uploaded it yet, but talked and it kind of addresses this that I'm looking for that joyful spot inside of me right now because I spilt coffee all over my white couch. Oh no! Two minutes before I had to log on with you. So. Oh no! Well, so it's amazing. It's amazing though. You can Life do hard things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favorite reminders to say over and over and over: is you can do hard things. I can do hard things. You can do hard things. We're doing hard things. Yep. That's right. Okay, so. I forgot to hit the record button, so we're kind of, uh, we're kind of having to backtrack a little bit. That's fine. Getting started all over again. Just quickly, I wanted to, uh, I told Amy how excited I am about this new direction that I am taking my work and my message, and that it's more to explore the possibilities of the woman as a whole, and not so much focus on the alcohol, although I do consider myself as somebody who is very knowledgeable about sobriety as I've been doing it for over 20 years without identifying and using harmful language that I consider harmful language as alcoholics, alcoholism, substance use disorder, recovery, lifelong disease. I don't use that language in my work or in my life. And I think it's not a we don't have a better expert to help us on this conversation of language than my friend, Amy. Oh, okay. Well, let's get started. So 
Self-talk is something that I am radically passionate about. I know that obviously with what you do and how you get to impact and empower people, we all understand that it starts in our mind. Something that really a big aha for me and why I got into studying self-talk um, was that I know that if we are going to have real transformations, it's going to happen in our mind. And that's no, that's no new information. All transformations start in your mind. So whether you are making a choice to start thriving in a new area by, you know, changing your direction and making better choices, it all starts in your mind before it becomes an action. And that's called self-talk. Excellent. So you, you were like turned on to this very young age. So I'd love for people to hear about that. How did you learn about it? Okay, well, I'll share a little bit more of my motivation to why, um, but I grew up with a couple parents that were very young. Um, they both did their very best, but what we know about psychology and neuroplasticity is even with incredible, amazing parents or or community that raises you, there is still negative programming that is everywhere. Uh, most mm -hmm. of our programs are set in our mind before we're five years old. And whether we like it or not, we are not the ones that programmed ourselves. Our environment programs us. And so mm -hmm. at a very young age, I had some pretty terrible things that were taught to me by my parents that were not trying to teach it to me, but they were just using their own language. Just like you're talking about language, their own language was so terrible and negative and they again I say terrible I shouldn't but to me I knew there was something that it was like having a dozen red flags in a vase all the time like I just knew it was not the language that I wanted to carry about me and it might have been passed down from their parents um, but a lot of a lot of it came to me as programming about my self-image um, about my weight about my food choices uh, um, primarily around physical uh, habits, around food habits. Could you give us an example of what that, what that was? Yeah, so um, my dad is amazing, but his, his negative programming, which we just, again, make stronger and stronger all the time, every time we use it, uh, was fear, worry, doubt, and his own struggle with food addiction. And he pushed that on me not knowing but he made me very aware of it and so I was blissfully unaware of most things as a child but was always made known aware because he would say to me uh, be careful how much you eat um, make sure you know make sure that that doesn't change you or be careful that you um, don't gain any weight or and this was all his own this was his self-talk Mm -hmm. And by just being around it, it was programming me, right? Right. Um, my mom was on the other side of that where she was a little bit more naturally uh, thin or and would always make comments about um, how great, kind of how great she was about it, like how it was so easy and stuff. And so I had these, con I had both these programs around health and fitness that I felt like both of them, I was like, mm-mm neither one of those are right. Like I feel a doubt in my soul that this is not correct information. And so that's what made me really want to explore 
how to rewrite and change the script in my own head. I'm curious, what in, how did you even recognize to listen to that voice that was inside? Because when I was 18 years old, I was a mom <laughs> and my baby's daddy was, um, you know, he had started freebasing. It's the truth, straight talk. So to think about listening to that inner voice, to even think that there's an inner voice there was so alien to me. So what do you think made you even pay attention to that? Uh, that's a great question. I wish I had that. I wish I could give that to every 18 year old. I don't know. I mean, by the grace of God, but I, um, I just know that always in me has been a desire to, I guess, I mean, a natural desire to just want to do better. So I, yeah. I wanted a good example was though, um, you were a young mom. My mom was a young mom. Uh, my mom had a really, really hard time being a mom. She actually, if she was honest, would probably say she didn't want to be a mom and she was a good mom, but she said that she would, didn't know what she was ever doing. And it was actually like, actually pretty terrible. <laughs> so um, she was just doing her best. Um, but I knew, I guess I just was like looking at my mom and my dad so young with all of their negativity and like how much my mom thought that her twenties were so bad that I, I mean, cause she would talk about that, that I just was like, I don't want to be like them at all. And I think right. maybe that's what it really was. But I was looking at my parents example and going, how do I be different than this? So, so tell us that, tell us the name of the book, because I know everybody's been like, what's the name of the book? I know, I love it. So which is super awesome. And a great part of the whole story is that I was living in Southern California and I, to move away from family, and I lived in an awesome little beach town called Carlsbad and they had a little bookstore and I walked into the self-help guides section and I went over to the psychology books and I pull out a book actually called self-talk what to say when you're talking to yourself and it's written by a psychologist named dr shad helmstetter he's actually who made me a life coach and a self-talk trainer himself i've been very spoiled but um, um, i read that book and every single bit of it resonated with me i was like i get it once you read a book about neuroplasticity there's a book called the power of neuroplasticity it sounds very sciencey but it's amazing and written very mm -hmm. well um, but once you read and understand that everyone has self-talk, that your running conversation with your mind is going and everyone has it, there's no one without it. It really wakes a lot of people up to go, whoa, I am in control of this. My thoughts do determine my actions. And so once I read that book, again, I was only 18, um, it said at the back of the book, uh, you could buy his cassette tapes of self-talk Yes. For $500, you could send a check to his office and get a cassette tape sent to you in the mail. And I put that bad boy in my Walkman and I wore it out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a gift. When I first met you at the women's networking group, what was that? That was gosh, six years ago. I looked up the doctor. I'd never heard of the book before and I've read pretty much everything on neuroplasticity and neuroscience because when I went looking for why am I not struggling with this alcohol thing? Why why did I not 
relapse? Why didn't I have the same experience? And I left Alcoholics Anonymous like nine months into it. Into mm. And my husband, who had been in and out of Alcoholics Anonymous since he was 17, he was 35 when we met, he left with me and he's not had a drink in over 20 years. And so when I went searching, why is this happening? I realized that a lot of it had to do with language and we just got on with our lives. We stopped talking about it. We stopped making it a focus of our reality. It, it ceased to exist as they say. And yes. so we were doing these things unintentionally. We were just moving forward with our lives. And, and when he'd come home early in our relationship, he'd say something like, I, you know, a beer would sound good right now. And I'd say, stop talking about it. Stop romanticizing it. You're making it sexy and it's not. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's go get a movie. Let's go do something. That's when you steal rented movies. It's interesting that, that people stumble onto this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's interesting that that he's not well, he's not more well recognized since he's been around so long. So long. He's actually, um, I'm sure he'd love us talking about it. I've talked to him on the phone a few times over the last uh, few years, but he is kind of the godfather of self-talk seminars. Um, he started in the seventies going into companies and do a lot of meetings with employees and notices the difference in, in performance and everything else when people start thinking positively. But the key is really repetition. Mm -hmm. And so what's awesome is after I've repeated and repeated and repeated and listened to that tape over and over and over, repetition is just like my favorite example of this is why when we are teenagers, we're listening to the radio in the car. How do we know every single song without ever listening to the song? We never stopped tried to look at the words, tried to write down the words or recite the words, but I know every single jingle commercial and Z100 song that pops on that was in the 90s. I never tried to learn them, but it's because of repetition. And so we know, based on science, that repetition is how you your thoughts are hardwired into your brain. So if you don't like, like how you don't struggle with it is because you have said so many times, I don't struggle with this. I like you, you say all these positive things about how well you're doing and that is becoming stronger and stronger. And that's the same thing with food. That's the same thing with fitness. That's the same thing with whether you're, you know, excellent at your career or you're, um, a great, you know, great at studies. It is because you have told yourself so many times what you're good at. And it's just repetition over and over and over. Being able to go and study under Dr. Shad was incredible um, because he just kept reiterating the key to all success is repetition. I think it's interesting because I wouldn't say that I repeated that this isn't a problem. I, I wouldn't say that I ever, because I just stopped thinking about it. I got on with my life, right? And I just, so it's almost like no talk on that yeah. subject, Love right? It. So, yeah. But talking about myself in another way of, I am a good, a good coach. I am a good mother. I am a good wife. I am a, I am these things that I do take proud. I'm a good doggy mom. Oh, yes. So you changed the, you changed though the conversation. 
100%. I changed the conversation. There is no conversation. There was no conversation around alcohol. We stopped going to meetings. We stopped talking about it all together. It, be, it was a non-issue. It was not the center of our reality. Love it. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Well, and that's what I love to do with clients is I actually, in the same way as making it a non-issue, writing down all of your negative self-talk and rewriting the script. So taking, taking what you normally say to yourself and what you catch yourself saying to yourself and actually completely rewriting a script of what you want your life to look like so that your thoughts start lining up with who you want to be, not who you were. Right. Right. 100%. I agree with it's exact a lot of what I do, except for here's the, here's what I run into with my clients. Let me know if it sounds familiar. I don't know what I want. I don't even know where to start. Do you get awesome. that? Yes. So one of the things I love doing with that client is I actually have them write down what they want their life to look like in five years even if they're like, I don't know what I, I don't even know what I want my life to look like. I want you to become a dreamer. And I love that you have that dream sign behind you on the wall. I want you to start dreaming because curiosity and dreaming about the things that are beyond even the scope of what you can even imagine is what is exciting. That's what brings you joy. And it's so much fun to stop thinking about what's not possible and start thinking about what if possibilities that's right magic of possibilities man i swear that saved my life as a as a child navigating the the hellish reality that i had it was my daydreaming and exploring the magic of possibilities the possibilities of what could be man that saved me and it saved me in in learning how to live differently without alcohol because just like i'm sure you run into food plays a huge role in people's lives like yeah. that's their socializing that's their entertainment that's their companion when they sit in front of the television or the computer screen so yeah. to tell them to change you can't nibble like that anymore or, or to change that relationship it's not as easy as just stop doing it yeah, it's like it has you have to be replaced yeah, you have to reimagine who you are and what you want. And that does take the skill of daydreaming. It does take the skill of exploring the magic of possibility. I love it. Thanks. Yeah, but I love what you said earlier when you said that you were able to start thinking about all the things you could do with your energy, all okay. the things you could do with your time. I love, I'll have someone write down Cause I do get a lot of people that are like, man, I know that last thing that I just don't want to give up is alcohol. Or I know that my nighttime snacking is really, you know, really hindering me or my witching hour. 3 PM is a witching hour for a lot of people. Cause that's when the energy changes. You, you know, you need a little bit of boost. You need some food, you need to change. Well, your and that's what media tells us too. That's Milky Way time or stickers time or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I have everybody write down. So write down like, what are things that you have been putting off in your house? What is a hobby that you would absolutely love if you had more time? What do you love to do that you forgot that you love to do because you've been using your time with distractions and people will start woodwork in their garage. They'll start painting again. They'll start um, 
using their time for organization because again, you're right, they have more time, they have more energy because they have decided to replace their activities with a positive activity. So it's not, it is not, it just like self-talk, it's not smart to say, I'm just going to quit thinking negatively. Right. Right. It's not smart to say, I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix every night when I'm a chronic snacker. We have to. Well, it's that helpful. It's like if you, it, when you sit down in front of Netflix and you're used to pouring that glass of wine or you're used to grabbing that bag of chips, there has to be something that pulls you forward. Like, but that's not going to get me on the stage. That's not going to get me that's not going to get my book finished. That's not going to strengthen my relationship with my kiddos. That's not going to help me and inspire my kiddos to be better. That's not going to, you know, it's, it's what, what is this, what is this investment building? Right? Yeah. That's how I, that's how I relate what you were just talking about. Yeah. I love it. Well, without a vision, it is really hard to move forward. Right. If you can't, if you can't dream, or you have a hard time visualizing, then it's like going back and being like, can it, how do I make it easy? How do we make it easy for you to take one step to visualizing yourself in a different space? And so it doesn't have to be, you know, I say dream, dream, um, send me everything that you could ever think of that you'd want your life to look like. If you can't even come out of like that space and you just need something small to grab onto, then it can be just uh, just something small. It can be a tiny step where you're just like, okay, I might not know how to, I might not know how to set a goal or even how to, or even what I want, but I can start with changing my thought process, even right. if it's there. And if you want to change your thought process, we have awareness. And so just like food, um, I mean, I say food because we all need it every single day, all the time. But if you have a hard time not knowing where to start, awareness is an excellent place to start because you have to know where you even are and be present with where you are to go forward. And so I'll have you write down what thoughts are typical. What's a, what's a day in your head? Write it down. Or what's a day of your food? Write it down. We're not doing it to to create a cage, to make you stuck in it, but we need to start with awareness of what you're even doing. Right, 100%, I love it. Yeah. Okay, I wanna make sure I get these questions because we're rounding up the half an hour. <laughs> How long does it take for it to become natural and automatic? That is awesome question. The moment you were born, you have been hardwired and been programmed with negative thoughts. Uh, by the time we are five years old, it has been studied that we're showed that we have 148,000 negative uh, no's that were pointed or directed at us. So we already from a very young age have a lot of negativity programmed in us. Well, top that with everything that we surrounded ourselves with in our environment through our teens, which is not easy on anybody top that with how we went through school or to our 25-ish and then we get to 30 and so people that are coming needing desperate for help and they have been thinking the same stinking thinking though since they were 20 and now they're 50 or 60 
it does take time. But the good news is, and there's always good news, the good news is, is that it doesn't take very long to get there. So if you start working and you're consistent with repetition and you're listening to positive self-talk, you should not try to jump in, write your own script and think that you're going to repeat your own script on a piece of paper every single day. That's not how it scientifically has proven to work. But if you do listen to positive self-talk, um, if you, you can either make your own voice recording session where you have your own positive affirmations, you can go on YouTube. There's a so many different self-talk sessions. I have them on YouTube. Dr. Shad has his own app. It has been proven when you listen to it on repetition. I listen to it 15 minutes a day, every day. I've been doing it for a very long time. When you listen to the 15 minutes every single day, is that a script you're creating every single day or is it the same one you listen to for same a week? One. Something you're preparing for? No, same one. Same one oh. over and over and over. Um, I go through seasons where obviously I have them memorized, so I switch to a new one. But when I was very first started out, when I was when I was 18, I listened to self-talk for health and fitness because it also has um, health uh, self-talk for self-esteem in it. I listen to self-talk for girls and teens now with my girls on the way to school, and I'll be driving with them, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I need this. I need this. I need this right now. I love this." Yeah. So it's just 15 minutes of positive affirmations. I absolutely love that you get to make your own affirmations for you, customized to you if you want to make your own list. But if you go on YouTube or if you go on the self-talk app, I have a link with a code too. But if you go on that, you can listen to specifically your topic. They have it on sobriety. They have it on recovery. They have it on uh for weight loss, they have it for every single topic. And it's important that you find the one that resonates with you and where you struggle the most because it's gonna help you rewrite the script. But I do listen to it on repeat. I spent 15 minutes a day, listened to it while I was getting ready when I started practicing and I wasn't repeating it. It wasn't playing and I was saying it out loud after everyone, it was just playing in the background so I was absorbing it subconsciously, just playing okay. in the background of your life. So. I'll have some so people. Is your recording of your voice, or are you listening to another? I actually listened to his. Well, when I started, I was listening to the cassette tape, which was Dr. Shad's voice. Yeah, and so. But now, uh, what do you do? Well, now I still love that one's so programmed. I still love his his app. Um, they have. I've met his team, and they have some pretty amazing people that have made made their scripts. But I have <laughs> my own also. It is best to listen and find one that you love. And a lot of people like my voice. I was given a deeper voice. <laughs> and, but, and some people like uh, the male voice or the female voice better. It doesn't matter. Um, the point is repetition. And it took me one year of listening to it every day for 15 minutes. And by the end of that year, I was so stinking positive. I was not thinking about health and fitness um, as any like zero struggle, same as you're saying, like it wasn't even a conversation. It made every single choice so natural. I'd wake up and I wanted to do it. I wake, I'd wake up, I don't want to be healthy and I'd want to make healthy choices. And there was never a day that I, uh, that I was struggling with it. It was just like my thoughts let it, I mean, my thoughts just made it so natural to just do it.
So there wasn't like a, it was, it's hard to almost explain when it clicks and you're still closing. Yes. Yes. You just, it, it's the way we were supposed to be there. We're yeah. supposed to be positive. I agree. I agree. Okay. So what's the very first thing you ask your elite clients? I actually ask them to write down what they want their life to look like in five years. I normally love saying, take a couple days. You can get outside, get some fresh air. I want you to take a journal. Even if you're not a writer, I, I will, um, sometimes people say, oh, I'm really not a reader or I'm not really a writer. And I say, I challenge that because you called me to work on you. So I'm going to just challenge that right now. But I have you spend just a little bit of free time writing down what you want your life to look like in five years. And then because we really want to match your self-talk to what you, who you want to be. And right. so step one is writing down your life, what you want it to look like in five years, because also having that vision, you folk, what you, what you focus on, you become, you do, it just happens. It's amazing. 100%. And then, but writing down the self-talk that is, I was saying when I was 20 years old, you'll love this, Teresa. When I was 20 years old, I was a kid that didn't even have a car or, I mean, like I didn't know what was going on. I was really clueless, but I was really positive and I was determined, but I was saying to myself that I was going to own a gym. I was saying I was going to be a coach. I was saying that I was going to be a top trainer. I was saying that I was going to own a home. I was saying, I even wrote down something. I said I was going to have a Mac laptop. I said I was going to like drive a truck. I said all these things and went, and I had a list of like 30 things that I would say that I was going to have and I was going to, you know, and I was going to do and who I was going to help that I was a child of God and that all these different things and every single one of those things happened. And of course they did. Yeah. And I have to, and I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> But it is, but it is awesome. So I do encourage people to write it out. Yes. Because if you write it out and you look at it and you keep seeing it and you keep seeing it, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's things that I've absolutely failed at that just weren't meant to be, even though I had the right self-talk, you know, it was just not the, so it's not a, it's not complete that nothing in life is ever going to not go your way or what you thought it was supposed to, but a greater door and a better opportunity always happen when something didn't go my way. Right. Right. I so, love that. I love yeah. that. We got to wrap this up, but yeah. something that you said that I really want to touch base on. And that is that when we're having our clients, right. And I don't do self-talk. I want to be very clear about that. I, I, Amy's the, the talent and the expert on this, but I do something very similar, but it's very important that you're talking about what you want, not what you think the world wants to see or what you should or supposed to. It's so important that you have that connection to who it is you see yourself as in your future self. That is the vision that you really, and I got chills talking about this because it makes such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're in such a, a climate of checklists. I'm supposed to go to school. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to get a house. I'm supposed to get a dog and have babies and check, 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 check. And then I get that phone call from women in their forties, fifties, sixties, even seventies that I have everything I've ever wanted. I couldn't make it any better, but I'm, and they start crying because they're not happy. It's because you're living a life that you, checklists and what you should and supposed to do. 
-huh. So I think that's a magical point that you made. You said the words. I don't know if it was clear enough. So I wanted to make sure I made a point to emphasize what do you want? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do with this precious life of yours? Yeah. Even if you just said, like, I love you, but even if you just, even if you said to yourself before you started writing, if nothing, if no one, if I had no one around me, if no one, if no one cared, right? I'm not in a negative way, but if no one cared what I did, or if I wasn't trying to please anybody, what would I want? Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. It is cool. It takes a lot of courage. It takes so much courage to go there, to say, this is what I want. I don't give a flip what anybody else wants. This is what I want. It takes a lot of courage to really kind of just say, I don't want what everybody else wants. This is what I want. So be but brave, when, girl. Well, when we've done that, when we have been authentically ourselves with our own gifts and talents, and when we've stepped out and done what we want without doing what the world expects of us that is when people actually love following us it's not mm. when i try to post things that i think that other people will like or when i'm like oh this is going to be really amazing like my so-and-so would be so proud or blah, blah 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 but every time i do something that i'm a little nervous about doing because it's actually authentically so me and i'm not sure that anyone else will like it that's when it always is magic right Right. Okay. What is your favorite way to get anyone started thinking to achieve any goal? Well, I would say that the key to success is if they have a goal already, writing it down. Okay. Writing it down, your goals written down, we need to write it down multiple times, repeat it. It's repetition. It's how we're wired and designed. And the more you repeat something, the more you write it down, the more you are going to decide that it is yours. Like your thoughts become your actions. You're going to start acting in the way of that goal because you are thinking and acting it out. Well, that has a lot to do with, again, going back to the brain and the neurochemistry and the neuroplasticity and programming your brain. You're creating those neural networks that's leading you to becoming the woman that you want to be. Yeah. And it's fun and exciting and it's all up to you. Another self-talk thing that I say every single day is if it's meant to be, it's up to me every single day. Because I, even somebody that like has faith. I still am like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. We were given the gifts and the talents. We already have been given everything we need, but if it's going to be something that I really want, it's up to me. Nobody's going to do it ever for me. One of my favorite fun facts. <laughs> so I don't know if you want a fun fact for the road, but 85% of college graduates are not working in the field that they spent four years planning for. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we spent four years working on our thoughts, our habits, the life that we want to live, we would actually, like that same time spent that people spend not sure if they're going anywhere with it, we could take even a fraction of that time and radically transform our lives. Exploring the possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so many possibilities. So, so many possibilities. Yeah. I love it. So I thank you so much for sharing 
your precious time with us. I know that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to learn more about you. So could you give us your website, Facebook page? How can people connect with you, Amy? Yeah, well, you can see most all of my life on just my Facebook page at Amy Light Baez. Um, but also I have a website, fitforexcellence.info. Um, it actually, on there, you'll see that I am a trainer and a life coach. So my entire program is fitness, nutrition, life coaching, and self-talk all put together on an online platform. So I love doing that. I actually don't just do self-talk in my program, just like you do so many positive things that are part of your program. Um, self-talk is really just the beginning step of really radically transforming your health and fitness. Yes, and there will be five reasons why you should do the power of self-talk that will also be on the description of this podcast. So... You can find us at magicofpossibilities.com is where the podcast is at. And you can learn more about Amy there. I'll have live links for her there. And Amy, thanks again. Yes, so fun. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to another magical episode of the Magic of Possibilities podcast. We hope this exploration into the power of self-talk with the incredible Amy Light Baez has ignited a spark of inspiration within you. As we wrap up, remember that the magic within you is a force waiting to be unleashed. Subscribe, share, and continue your journey of self-discovery with us. A special thanks to Amy Light Baez. Your wisdom and guidance have illuminated our path toward personal and professional growth. We're grateful for your transformative insights. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Facebook for updates, behind the scenes content, and announcements about future magical episodes. Until next time, keep believing in the magic of possibilities and may your journey be filled with inspiration, empowerment, and endless discovery.